This is Simon Transparently Awakening the heart of humanity As we see beyond the lies And open our eyes to realize This is our time to rise Welcome everybody to another podcast And today I am sat in a beautiful garden With citrus fruit trees all around us And I'm with None other than my beautiful friend, brother, mirror, teacher, just, yeah, wonderful being that I get to sit with today, uh, known as Philip Arcan, uh, from his musical uh, name, and what we like to call now Philip Shine. Welcome, brother. Thank you so much for having me. Lovely to sit here with you beautiful birds in the background mm. very lovely to share this space with you thank you yeah this feels like a beautiful moment on so many levels uh philip and i have just uh, we're coming to a close of what we're, we've called a community incubator a living laboratory uh, you could call it a three-month retreat uh, mm. I'm sure we've named it many things throughout this last three months, but I've just had the deep pleasure of living with this brother. And yeah, it really is, Philip for me really is family. It's like a bond of love that I have with you that is, uh, yeah, transcends time. And we've, yeah, we've been just journeying side by side these last five years. And so it's a real celebration, this podcast today as well, a celebration of our friendship, of our love. And I don't know how you would describe this little community experiment we've been on. <laughs> yeah, I love living laboratory, actually, how you called it. I love this because we could term it no, and put it in a certain box, but it's really like a bunch of people coming together and experiencing and experimenting with living together that's mm -hmm. basically it and I love you know we I think we often have a lot of hesitation to call ourselves scientists when we all actually are and um, having that intention to come together and to really experiment how we can live together um, I love that image of the laboratory although we're not running around with white coats all the time it's not the kind of lab we're living in. In fact, we're running around with no coats. <laughs> More often. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, actually, that, that, that weaves in beautifully around living nakedly, actually. Mm. Because um, I met this beautiful being um, through a friend of a friend that then sent uh, the naked retreat information to you. And you courageously said yes and jumped on mm -hmm. and from the moment I met Phil there was this beautiful moment we always uh, drop together in zoom calls before we invite beings onto a, the retreat naked the retreat and there was a moment when as soon as I saw Phil I was like wow this light being this like wise being that sat in front of me and and you this uh night huh? I always said like it's like night and you, Sam, and Ben, and you know, it's like you have such this kind of kingly, knightly energy. And I really loved that. 
and then the rest is history now we you came on to naked retreat and mm -hmm. yeah it was just this one, was in 2016 2016 and, and one thing led to another and actually that retreat was really where i got to taste the also the wisdom that comes through philip through his music which we will uh, definitely or maybe we, we will speak in the flow of how it unfolds mm. but yeah and the song um i believe mm -hmm. right that was uh, that became a little bit of the um, inspiration and uh, yeah and the celebration of that retreat mm. so yeah so what's alive in you now my beautiful friend in mm. based on we could talk about so many things and when when me and Phil get together as well we just end up riffing about all sorts of stuff but uh, we've got you know what's alive we in charge you? each other up. yeah That's beautiful yeah yeah, yeah. what's a lot of excitement <laughs> around life that always comes from our conversations mm. You know, a, a lot of gratitude and um, yeah, even coming to a close of this three-month laboratory right now, which is always at the same time the opening of just the next chapter unfolding beautifully. But um, it is beautiful sometimes to look back and also, I mean, we've had moments where I was just able also to look back on our journey together. And I mean, 2016, it's now five and a half years after this retreat and just being able to look back and to see the journey and the transformation after that and the naked retreat having been such a key key part of my own personal journey back to self-love which is still at the core of everything I do. You know, it's just, um, there's a lot of gratitude and a lot of humbleness around this. And you already mentioned it, like even how I came to know about the retreat and everything, like there's so little chance of all of these things coming together in that way. Like I sometimes try and make sense of the story of like how people had to meet each other in the weirdest ways to even me finally ending up hearing about this information oh, but it's this beautiful dance how life orchestrates these things where the chances are basically zero for things to happen and still life makes them happen if they're kind of meant to be so mm -hmm. yeah for me there's a lot of gratitude and and also amazement about life and the magic that life carries that is far beyond what the mind can comprehend mm. Mm, yeah yeah i remember we were sat around the table and often before we uh, eat we sing songs and we celebrate and we always drop into some gratitude and just the other day you was also really taking a moment to acknowledge all the all the beings and everything that's had to happen for food to arrive on our plate mm. and uh, again it kind of links into that because <clears throat> when we look back over these five years and and just for you all listening as well you know we're sat here in a very uh, privileged beautiful abundant uh, life that we live and we're healthy and we're fit and we're you know we, we live in a lot of love and <clears throat> and through that uh, awareness that we've cultivated over the years you know we can really we can really um, acknowledge that 
and simultaneously not ever um, not acknowledge the, the challenges, the hardship, mm. the resistance, the, the pain, uh, the shadows that have also had to be faced and the choices that have had to be made in order to be able to sit here mm. in this moment as we are, right? And, and I think that's really also important. Because, you know, it can sound sometimes like, yeah, it's just, it's just all been plain sailing. But there's been moments where, you know, we've really had to um, support one another, mm. you know, to, to, to walk a path less traveled. Oh, wow. Yes. Yes. And I think it's key to, to also mention exactly like, um, you know, I, I feel often the real transformation is is not like in the Hollywood movies, you know, there's not a person that arrives like kind of on the ground and then something happens and within a, a music bridge of like four minutes, you know, everything changes and you come out the other side totally transformed and renewed. It's much, much more multi-layered than that. And yeah, wow. I mean, even what you mentioned now, like just owning and appreciating everything that there is in my life, your life, our life right now, for me it's, it's rather recent that I'm fully allowing myself to also enjoy that without guilt. Mm, tingles. Because for such a long time I would have had the opportunity to also live a life that is you know taken care of in a way and like it's really interesting because the more I look back at my life story as well the more I realize what many people speak about but just whatever your external life circumstances are don't matter so much because for example even if you would have the possibility to actually live the life that you want but if you're internal system is not allowing yourself to do that because in my case it was like um, there was a lot of judgment towards myself a lot of shame about myself and also ideas now even the the whole conscious and spiritual community there is still a lot of this mindset also of um, for example people who have a lot of money are bad and like to be really uh, a spiritual seeker and to be like somebody who who is is really really walking the spiritual path um, you kind of have to be you have to kind of say no to everything material and to really let that go and everything and um, to bring that together in a way and not I don't feel that you know I, I realize and I think you are the same we both realized Material things are never going to bring us the joy and the excitement and the energy that, that is at the core of the life that we're living. This much more comes from real truth, real connection, real courage, speaking about things that really, really matter and going deep with ourselves and with other people. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, if we're neglecting actual physical 3D material life, um, then we're not going to be the best servants that we can be in this life, in this reality that we're living. So um, definitely, yeah, you, you, you also mentioned like, um, I mean, I remember 
multiple occasions where I was just calling you out of the blue and maybe you were in Malta sometimes or you were all around the world actually and I was um, yeah often maybe in Austria where I, I used to live and also where I, I've been growing up but just calling you and definitely just also sharing moments where I was deeply lost deeply held by my programming, conditioning, emotions inside of me that still held me hostage basically in the life that I've, I've been creating until then. And like one part of me knowing there's something different possible, there's something different waiting for me, there's so much potential. And this gap, this void that I also kind of like to call it that often the personal development industry is not really speaking about it's not always beautiful mm. and it can be really challenging and it can be this is the the part where people drop into depression hopelessness not really seeing a way out you know it's it's the void and it's really facing death and we both of us we, we love to also bring this topic in that is such a taboo topic of of like just death as mm. well but mm. i've been there often and and um you've often been there for me and i'm super grateful about that and it's it's such a special relationship that we have in that and um it's definitely not been a walk in the park and also at the same time as you say like humble in the way of just by the grace of God, I am here where I am today without not acknowledging the work that I put in, the very dedicated, the discipline, courageous work that's been happening um, over years and years. But yeah, this is um, something that, that in our relationship you were able to, to be there for me often and, you know, having a guide, somebody who's walked this path before. And you've often also, actually what you've often done is you just reminded me of my light mm. without superimposing anything on me, but just removing everything that was in the way of the truth mm. and reminding me of that. Mm. Thank you beautifully expressed <clears throat> yeah yeah and the beautiful thing is is that you allowing me to do that in the same moment I'm doing it for myself mm. and so through that witnessing your journey your transformation um, I'm transforming at the same time mm. and that's such a, a gift and that's how our friendship has grown and blossomed and we're still doing that you know supporting each other and, and now what's really beautiful is that you know you're there as my confidant as well to pick me up and to, to, to go, hey, is that really what you want to do? Is, that, you know, is this your truth? Is that there? And then, we, then we're doing that for each other, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. um, and that, it, that can even actually be often unspoken now as well. Mm. We just know because, mm. we, because of the level of truth that we have between us, then we know. We, we, we will know in ourselves if we're, if we're holding each other back, holding ourselves back, sorry. And thus we will see that mirror. Sometimes we're not even needing the words, yeah? And that's beautiful, no? 
that can build a, a bond like that. Mm. Because the bond is built on truth. Uh, we lie to ourselves. And I love how you described, you know, these, these blocks and barriers. And I, I use this quote so many times, right? But Rumi's quote, I never say it correctly. I've been saying it for years. But, you know, are we willing to remove the blocks and barriers that we hold up and plaster on ourselves that prevent us from seeing and feeling the love that we already are? And so that's, that's become more and more a joy for me to do for myself and for others now. It's like, ah, is, is that true? Is that true? Is that true? Mm. No. Where does that lead? Where does that lead? Is that, your, is that 100% true? You know, the, the, one of the things I like of, uh, the only thing, actually, I haven't w- uh, listened to so much of her content, but the work by Byron Katie. And that's, you know, that's that question, though. It's like, is it true? Is it 100% true? Yeah. Uh, mm. can, you know, can you guarantee it's true? Okay. So who are you... Um, yeah, who are, who are you with that thought and who are you without that thought, no? Mm. And, then the, and then that invitation to spin that round. Mm. So, so I love that. And, and again, you start to notice a pattern, don't you, of all, no matter who you're listening to or whatever it's coming from, you start to notice patterns that we, we speak about as well. And um, Philip also supports others now as, as one of his gifts to the world. And it's like, that's what we're doing. No? We're, we're highlighting, the magnifying the... A loving awareness onto the patterns that are playing out that are actually taking us on this feedback loop from hell and you know repeating the same behaviors and actions over and over again trying to get a different result so mm. then when you and i come in to offer a different reflection that's what we're saying right? it's mm. like if you keep going that way around and around that's probably you're going to keep coming back to this point mm. what about if you try this what about if you reframe what about if you shift there um so thank you for that uh, and I think, I, I think it's beautiful just to drop into, because you bring up the, the word death, and this podcast is all about truth, love, death, transparency, and I love the way you weave that in. And actually, that might weave in lovely, because uh, <laughs> Brother Philip uh, uh, is, yeah, we, <clears throat> when he told me, it's like, ah, you know what, I feel like Philip shine. So it's quite beautiful, because, you know, I, I term myself Simon transparently, right? <laughs> and, and then Phil was like, yeah. Philip Shine, and I was like, I like that because from the beginning of meeting you, as you know, I was like, man, there's so much, there's light shining out of you, and there was this light, and there really was, right? Actually, on the call when we met, there was a load of light, and he was like, yeah, but that was the, what did you say? That was the light from outside. It was the light from behind me. The sun just went down or something. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, so much light was pouring out of you. So, and and the beautiful thing is that's how I, that's how I still see you. So, um, in order to shine, truly shine. We have to be willing to die. Mm. So I don't know if, if what, what comes up from you from this. Yeah, super beautiful. And um, I mean, even, yeah, even this thing of like kind of just adopting that name, I mean, for various reasons, but also obviously even in our culture, like, you know, taking on a name or just giving ourselves a name and everything and and also like can I own whatever I'm calling myself you know I mean not that I have any attachment to it it's really just all fun and games but this is the thing of like it doesn't really matter and we're we can play with these things and it's it's even just this thing of like I mean, what, what really matters is exactly what, what you also mentioned is like, what really matters to me is the energy and the liveness that I see in someone 
if that person gets back to the truth. Everything around that doesn't really matter. And everything around that is, is often there to only get us to these moments again and again. And I'm trying to get there myself as often as possible. I'm trying even to live in that place, which also doesn't always work. But, you know, I, I keep coming back there more often and often. And this is the beautiful thing, right? If you die to having to be anything in particular and also die to especially, and this has been one of my biggest holdups for many, many years, die to what others think about you, then you start to be free. Because if that doesn't matter anymore, then you're free to create, you're free to speak your truth, you're free to be courageous, you're free, free to be a pattern interrupt for other people, which usually, like this is what, why also, you know, our friendship is, we're buzzing on truth and you you are a person for me that has planted this seed a lot and now it's been growing in me and I also as you said now I mentioned you know more and more I'm maturing into that and also my tree of truth is has grown to a decent size that I can give shade to others you know who want to kind of sprout up in, in, in that like in that safe space that we need especially if we're starting out but I love that in a world where there are a lot of lies, we choose to speak truth, we choose to seek truth, and we choose to inspire others to walk the same path and to also start asking questions that are related to truth. Mm -hmm. Is that your truth or not? And, and death is a big part of that because why is the whole world living in a village of lies? Because it's safe. It feels safe. Mm -hmm. It's just familiarity. Mm -hmm. It's what we've been growing up to. And now if somebody comes along and starts asking questions which there are sometimes uncomfortable answers to, that is unfamiliar, that is uncomfortable, that is also unsafe at a certain level. And in my experience, if you start walking this path, you come to a certain point where you're really like, okay, now I'm at a fork in the road. I started, it was fun, you know, I started like changing a few bits and pieces there and starting to like, let go of some stuff, but life's going to put you at this point, at some stage, at a fork in the road. And it's like, okay, it's really a bit like this matrix moment of like, which pill you're going to take, mm. no? And it's, it's really like... Or should and must, you know, that, that one as well. Should and must, you know, yeah. It's the, kind the of crossroads the same thing. The crossroads, right? Should and must, yeah. that's a beautiful yeah. book. Um, it's this thing, do you want to keep walking on the path of truth and explore more of that and see what's actually going on in this direction but you only can see you know a, a, a part of the way and actually where you're going to arrive you can't see from here or do you want to go back and kind of maybe have a tiny bit of truth in your life but actually you, you, you stay living in the village of lies mm. 
And then, if you really want to choose the path of truth, I feel that a certain death has to take place. And also life is asking you for this, let's call it a sacrifice. And it's testing your sincerity. Like, are you willing to have these small deaths? And they might be deaths of identity. So of like, who I who I try to, you know, be perceived as in the world. This is people-pleasing 101. No, this is, again, been one of my biggest challenges. Like, am I willing to let go of what some people think of me? And I even remember you years ago, you, you were just fully embodied in that. I was really like, yeah, but, you know, if I put this out and I speak about this, what is actually truth of mine, but, like, what are these people going to think about me? You know, the people I went to school with or something, they're not going to understand And you were just, bro, most people think I'm a complete nutter, you know that? <laughs> and, also like, and also, like, I don't care, you know, because, again, it doesn't matter. That's, that's the realization that we keep arriving at. But at a certain point, it's this huge letting go of, like, oh, my God, what are these people going to think about me? These are real deaths of identity of personas yeah it's physical security yeah. yeah yeah and we are facing these deaths that feel like facing death of like maybe we're going to be kicked out of our tribe and also actually some of the tribes we're going to be kicked out of mm -hmm. the beautiful thing is new tribes are awaiting mm -hmm. and even tribes that we would love to hang out with rather than just trying to fit in in the old tribe that we've outgrown probably years ago mm. but these are the small little deaths and also letting go of felt security even material no like so many people would love to change something in their life but it's like yeah but you know this job like it's keeping me secure and blah 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 and this is a super nuanced conversation and everybody's different i'm not saying you know that th there's an easy answer to this but One of the biggest lessons also for me in this was like, can I die to the security that I'm so attached to, which is actually not security, but it is fear that life or God doesn't have my back if I choose truth. Mm. That's a big, big, big bungee jump where you're not sure whether the rope is connected. You yeah, know? That's It's lovely. just like you gotta jump to actually feel the excitement of you being held, of what the thing is all about. But if you never jump, you're never going to know. And also you're not even giving life or God the possibility to show you the magic that does happen and that I've experienced, I know you've experienced, we keep experiencing it. And it's also something that I feel in our culture has been eradicated. Mm because we've been programmed into this mechanistical worldview of like everything's a machine and everything's just physics and there's nothing higher, there's nothing orchestrating, there's nothing really watching us and caring for us and all these kind of things. So Yeah, and the irony is in that we're looking for, we, 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 we're seeking certainty mm. and, and there is no certainty, so we don't move. Mm. So, we, you know, we, we actually create atrophy because we're like, well, I will make a move when it's certain. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, what you're pointing to is death ain't certain. Death's certain, the, the final death, but this idea of like jumping into the void, you have to jump into the uncertainty. Mm. That's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a part of what we're doing is also 
taking people's hands when they're walking up to the bungee tower, you know, and just like helping them to get inspired about that and also, but at the same time, it's the super freaking deepest work that you could do in a way because it goes to the core of like creating a connection with the divine as well. It's really spirit work in the way of that work I can't do for you and nobody can do for you. But it's just, we also walked up there and that's why we can give some guidance and support before you walk up there. And then also after you've jumped, you know, like we can be there and we can just uh, hold you and receive you and offer guidance and whatever. But the real surrender, nobody can do for you. That's the whole, that's the whole idea of, mm. of the surrender. Yeah, let's take a breath in on that. Mm. I've been really enjoying these pauses when we speak to let them really sink. So if you're listening right now, just even if the mind's going a little bit like, oh yeah, okay, and you're hearing concepts, what I hope you're also feeling is this this spaciousness of being. And and also I want to bring in a little reframe of some words and I love what you've just shared, brother. Thank you so much. It's, it's, it's so much there, but it's mapped out in such a wonderful way because, because also it's that sense of speaking from experience where it's everybody has a different experience, but almost the process of dying is the same, mm. right? It's like we all, you know, it's like recently uh, I'm, I'm with... Uh, a brother working and the big realization of that actually his whole life has been living in the victimhood, you know, and then having no clue who he is without that identification mm. and not even knowing how to be or live or how, how to be, mm. who, who am I mm-hmm. without that identification for 30, for, no, no, nearly 40 years from deep trauma that happened from a young age, yeah, over and over again, and then having no clue who I am. So that's, that's real shadow work, and that's real, that's like dying, you, you bring it up, and I love this, you know, that's like dying to the blame, the resentment, the, the judgments on what, what, what he endured, or what any of us have endured, the blame on our parents, the blame on our peers, our education, like the real, the thing is, is that it's really even dying to that, right? It's dying to, because that's actually, in essence, that's the shadow, the pain body holding you captive because it's playing out the same language that's going, well, yeah, but it's because of them and it's blaming them and society did this and, and, and my mum and dad did this and they were, they were horrible and I got bullied and I got abused and yes, that happened in the past. Very valid. We don't take that away from you. No way. You experienced that. But your deepest wounds are your greatest gift to give to the world. Deepest wounds are actually, and I love you bring the word in the divine. The divine is saying, okay, I will not give you anything that you can't cope with. Mm. But you're going to have to face it, feel it in order to heal it. And then when you do that, 
tingles. When you do that, alchemy is going to happen. Mm. You know, and and that's one of the you know one of the kind of ways I call it now is energy alchemy. You know, people often say, "Well, you know, what is it that you actually you know do offer?" I'm like, "Oh." That question, man. Don't get me, don't get me going on that. Try to write and the also bio. It's valid at yeah, the same time. yeah, it's very yeah. valid. It's very valid. But you know, this idea of resurre- resurrection from the dead, mm. like alchemy, alchemy, energy, alchemy, transmutation of dense matter, dense beliefs, dense thought forms. You know, shadow aspects of the way that we perceive ourselves. I'm getting this image of like the you know the shock of like just poof, just bringing somebody back to life you know right from yeah exactly yeah. and and that's and then that shock is you know and it's beautiful you use that word actually tingles again shock right which is what's scary shock is shock is scary right but we've yes. got to be scared almost shocked back into awareness shocked Or back even into shook. life no sometimes yeah. we're like right. man sometimes you even want to just yeah. physically shake yeah. people in a loving way empowering way but out of their trance or out of their right it's maybe not judgmental but sometimes it can be almost like a sleeping state right yeah right so we so we're kind of um shaking awake you know it's like wake up <laughs> don't get me going <laughs> we love anthony de Mello. if you haven't checked out his talk awareness it's something that we totally get buzzed about and also it's a beautiful piece of transmission actually yeah Yeah, but every time I say that word now, it's you because I hear you. You gotta say, "Go on, you gotta do it for me." Wake up! <laughs> <laughs> If you're gonna listen, you're gonna understand. <laughs> This is in in-house jokeage, <laughs> jokeage. <laughs> uh, but I, uh, yeah, I, mm. I, 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 I gone on a, a little, a little tangent. Well, no tangent there, but very relevant one because it bring, it really brings into, as you said, the. The, the walking up to the bungee jump, and I said about the reframe of words. So it's like certainty is found in uncertainty. Mm. Yeah? Impossible. Even the word says, I'm possible. Mm. Right? So it's like, oh, it's impossible for me to do that. No, I'm possible. Yeah? Ah, oh, I, I want certainty. I want certainty. But you have to dive into the uncertainty to receive mm-hmm. any form of certainty. It's like what people say, ah, oh, but the unknown, the void, the void is the unknown. But what, what happens, and I'd love you to speak to this too, is that the unknown becomes the known. Mm-hmm. It's the freedom from the known that we've been, you know, taught to being okay in the unknown, the not knowing, which then weaves in this divine orchestration of serendipitous moments, trust, synchronicity, the divine unfolding. You know, as Phil said earlier, Knowing that um, whether you want to use the word God or not, but knowing that the divine God, that source that is, is, is supporting you, mm-hmm. has your back. Mm-hmm. When you make those uh, clear intended choices that feel aligned to your soul, right? Mm. Yeah. Love that. And um, as you were sharing this story as well from this brother that I can totally relate to, I... I want to tell a small story that I recently just um, have been experiencing that kind of ties into that as well, which is I had this moment of speaking to my partner and we, we started a bit speaking about my past and that I always felt that I was here to do something different. I was. I always felt the potential that I had. I always wanted to 
contribute. I always knew I was up to, to big and great things in this life. And then also, in a time, in a very formative, vulnerable time for me that was maybe like from the beginning of my 20s, life set it up for me in this life in a way that I was lacking people that were very close and available in my life at that time that were really able to give me true guidance, true mentorship and true direction. Somebody that, that I could really turn to, somebody who understood life deeply and who would have been able to direct me. And also at points, like being so lost as I was sometimes, really also giving me this tough love that we sometimes speak about of just like, no, do this now, really, I encourage you. Not as well, also not to superimpose, but just like even seeing the potential that I had. You know, sometimes I'm thinking, for example, like if somebody would have seen my potential in the beginning of 20s and really encouraged me to not go for whatever I went on to study, which I totally feel like, you know, years, quote-unquote, lost of my life's time and energy just going to study business administration that I did, which I've learned close to nothing, but that doesn't matter. But, like, would have really encouraged me, for example, to go and study, let's say, music production, something that I'm really, I'm really good at music and I would have really been able to put to amazing use. But at that time, I couldn't believe in myself enough of, like, oh yeah, but is that a viable path and, you know, can I make money with that and just like, can I learn the tools, it takes some years. Somebody that would have just said like, you're amazing at music, this is going to be a toolkit that's going to deeply serve you and through this the world, that wasn't there. And I was going on my own journey, very lost at times, very depressed at times, very frustrated at times. So this is the one thing, it wasn't there. And I was able to, to grieve that and to acknowledge that and then tears came up mm. just saying this happened mm. and I didn't have the guidance nobody in my close circle back then was healed enough clear enough centered enough and again not blame because they've all done their freaking best mm -hmm. totally but nobody was able to give me that clear direction clear guidance and then feeling the tears, feeling that come up, just acknowledging that and feeling that was the first part and that was super beautiful and it was super amazing. And now I am where I am and now, you know, I can really reparent myself as well and just be there for me and enable me to do these things. And, you know, if God, like, lets me do that, I still have more years to do all the things that I want now beautifully. And then also what came after that, through the grieving, through the accepting, through the feeling came this really, really deep realization that exactly that, all of that was part of the divine plan. It must have been because if I wouldn't have gone through on this journey that I went on because there wasn't the guidance, the leadership, everything back then, I would have never gone in valleys so deep and also, I wouldn't ever have spent so much energy and time and love and dedication on 
getting to know myself, transforming, learning, healing, and everything that I do now, being able to pass that on, to guide people, to be, you know, just exactly this. I can be a guide and a mentor now for other people through having gone on exactly that journey that I wouldn't have gone on otherwise if I would have become a music producer at the beginning of my mm. 20s. I wouldn't have ever spent so much time reading those books, listening to those audios, doing those hours of meditation, going on the retreats, going on the seminars, because there would have been no real need mm. for it. So, and it can be both. It can be sad and painful, which it also was at times, And then afterwards, I can be super grateful because that was my actual education that mm. life sent me on. Mm. That was the master's degree that life wanted me to go on, mm -hmm. which sometimes can feel so fragmented, so random. And like you can often feel like, especially coming from that world that tells you, yeah, well, you need to have a good plan uh, by the end of school. You know, like you should need like, You should really know what you go to study and where you want to have a good job, where you want to live, oh, all this kind of thing. And you wake up in this world like, I, I don't know, but I just know that that's not it, you know. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, realizing that and seeing the orchestration of that and also the necessity of that pain, that confusion, that frustration, I really wish every human of just making it through to that point and this is something that we try to help people with just stay on the path of truth long enough and really maybe we having had experiences can just inspire people and encourage people like there is a point where it's all going to make sense, really. And it maybe sounds so cliche. And while you're in it, sometimes, even people have told me that, and even while you're in it, sometimes you're like, F yourself, you know? Like, what the heck are you speaking about? Like, how can you, how can you have that trust? How can you, ah, you know? You just want to rage out, which is also beautiful, of course. But I just wish for every person to arrive at that point one day and, like, see, oh, man, Life really loves me. Mm. And I'm a hundred times more powerful now than I would have been if I would have just had an easy path, which also is perfectly fine. But in this life, this is how it was set up. And today, I'm so grateful for that. Very beautiful.
Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> the word permission is popping up. You know, it's like the the permission to to be exactly where you are and trust. But like you said, when you're in it, you know, you just it's so hard to trust when when you really do feel in those moments which are often called the dark night of the soul or you know these real challenging moments where it feels so out of alignment to what maybe you can see inside yourself or feel inside yourself and then the kind of outer reality that you're experiencing right it can feel so uh, disjointed and out of alignment and and actually then that's when the kind of blaming God or blaming life comes in and then we go on this loop, you know, this feedback mm. loop from hell. And, and often I say, um, we spoke about this a couple of days or week, weeks ago around, like when we're in this pain body, so I'm going to bring this pain body and when we're in this, this pain, because we don't have the reframe to know that pain is pay attention inside now, we don't even have in those moments when the nervous system is, is um, in uh, activation we often don't have the tools or the guidance or the awareness to be able to go okay this is part this is a necessary part that I'm in right now and and this is part of the transformation process that I'm in this is part of the breakthrough that I'm moving through right because we don't have a breakthrough without a breakdown right so it's like this is part of the breakthrough it's so difficult to see that no and to feel that because we're just like no Life is not for me right now. It's all against me. And that, again, feeds into the, the shadow work where we do require uh, sometimes some support, whether it be a book or a song. Or, you know, your music, is, as I see, is medicine as well. Or, you know, and, and then we get these on the hero's journey or the heroine's journey. There's, we get these moments, don't we? We do. Life does give us these moments, like whether it be a, a person or a book or a song or, or there's messages happening all the time. You can be walking in the supermarket and the song that comes on in the supermarket even or, you know, the sign on the road or the T-shirt, the, the message on somebody's T-shirt, right? The divine is speaking to you constantly, right? It's saying, look, look, and sometimes you just don't see it. It's going, hey, what about here? What what about here what about this person what about this move you know choice this is choice and of, of course if we don't if we're in that victim we just see it from that closed perspective where it's like it's not for me and if we can if we are able to even listening to this podcast today i'd love to know you know how this is landing for you listening today with us because you're here with us right now you're taking in whatever you need. There's a message for you today. Something, one part, one, maybe a story that Philip shared, maybe one word, maybe something today has given you a seed. And you might go, ah, oh, aha, yeah, this is for me. This is not about Philip and Simon being here talking about Philip and Simon. This is about us all being woven into the mycelium network and the interconnectedness of information light permeating into all of us right now you are receiving it through your ears in this moment and 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 it's for you everything today is for you everything you're hearing right now is for you right that's like there's such a like you said a a point where and i'm just going to go and jump in a little bit to what you said about in those moments as you so beautifully described 
it's also so divinely designed that you couldn't have that awareness in those moments because you needed to go through those moments of non-awareness. You needed to go through those moments of frustration and, and so on in order to get to that point where you go, oh, and as you said, tears came at that moment of like, wow, actually, that was for me too. Yeah, that's tingles. That was for me too even though that felt super shit and super challenging and no, no, somebody shouldn't have to endure that and I shouldn't have to endure that and it's like, great, great, you can own that, yeah, and you can bring forgiveness into that and acceptance as you described and then the transmutation takes place again, the inner transformation and there is no outer transformation without the inner transformation, right? You know, the, the book that I recently uh, released burglar to Buddha transforming from the inside out all of this is about the internal journey because the outward journey is just a mirror playing with you yes bring it on with the horse's confirmation <laughs> yeah exactly and that and that is actually the the invitation to look inside it sounds like we're in a medieval village right now with us, the horse cart going by. It's amazing. We just travel back in time, in no time, where time. They would totally burn us at the stake speaking about this in the medieval times. I love it. Yeah. And yeah, that's what's there. Please jump in. This is also something that I, you know, that I want to pass on as well because, you know, for people listening who are maybe in a kind of death rebirth process which we all are kind of all the time <laughs> yes but also maybe even if it's you know if you haven't gone through that cycle more often then it's even harder and just um more intense sometimes mm -hmm. and i just also want to say um that you know people th sometimes throw this around in a way of like just trust you know just trust life just trust god and everything and it's like there is something like spiritual gaslighting as well mm. which i want to speak to in a way of like if you can't trust right now then you can't trust don't force don't try to force yourself to trust it doesn't work but what's always an option no matter where you are in life and that's helping me continuously through my life and i've been at these points again and again what always is an option is let's call it active surrender which means letting go now of all of the things truly that you can't influence if you're in a certain life situation right now you always have the ability to really look at your life and really say like what are things that I can influence right now? And you should do that. You should always do that at the best of your capacity, influencing the things that you can influence right now. And surrendering to all that you can't mm. right now. And it is a form of trust to just do that. But if you really can't trust that somebody is there, I definitely was at points where I couldn't trust. I didn't have an experience of the divine. I maybe had a few, but they weren't strong enough to override my mechanistical, analytical, and also quite cynical worldview that actually most of us are born into. But active surrender 
is always an option. And where people like you and me, beautiful brother Simon, come in is also we can sharpen people's perception of what it is that you can and cannot influence right now. Because obviously a part of us that wants to stay small and safe sometimes goes, yeah, there's nothing else that I can do right now, you know? And some of us can just offer different perspectives sometimes of like, well, there's these things that you could actually change right now and experiment with right now and try right now and also move towards courageously right now. What about those? Maybe we can formulate an experiment of you doing some of these, which is also beautiful because it empowers people and, and it makes them go like, oh, wow, yeah, I've been very close to this wall, you know, that I look at. Mm -hmm. And your perspective helps me to see, oh, actually, there is a door that I have never tried, even whether it's open or I haven't even dared to start walking through or something. So this we can help with. And also, we can help with giving people the permission to not try to change some of the things that you actually cannot control or interfere with right now. And it's also powerful and empowering to just fully release into that surrender and to be like, I'm not going to try and force life anymore because I'm not God. Because life is always more powerful than me. So we can increase energy on both sides. On the one thing through actually acting more and also take back the energy from trying to force and control things that are not ours to force and control. And by that, you get to this... We try and always get back to this balanced zero point of fully engaged with what I can actually engage with and totally trying everything because also just only our trying is an act of sincerity towards life and towards the divine which just shows I cannot change the whole planet and the ecology of the whole planet right now. I cannot uh, go into the rainforest and save all of the trees there or keep people from burning down the forest there, whatever they do. But I can pick up six pieces of trash on this land that I'm walking on or on this beach that I'm walking on today. This is something that I, that I really can do right now. And am I going to be, because I cannot, again, the confirmation from the horse. The horse is with uh, us all the way. <laughs> just because my actions today aren't saving the rainforest in the Amazon of, of burning down, does that mean I shouldn't do them because it doesn't matter anyway? No. Mm. It means that I'm doing what I can do today and it's a, it's a prayer. It's an act of sincerity. It's an act of wanting to contribute, wanting to be put to good use. And that is a super powerful way to live and we both love to contemplate not not ever being able to compute the ripple effects mm. of all of our actions, feelings, and even inward actions. Mm -hmm. Because they might be part of huge transformation happening, but are we ever going to be able to have the, the logical, analytical, 
confirmation of that like is anybody going to be able to print out a spreadsheet of like the effects of me picking up the trash on the ground right now how yeah this is effects this or no mm-hmm. which comes to trust. trust yeah 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 it comes to trust mm. and the thing that just popped up as well the little, the little things are the big things mm. Yeah, and I appreciate what, you just, what you're just sharing again for, for us in this moment, confirmation, and also for, for those of you listening, is just this, this offering, yeah? It's always an offering. Everything we, we uh, offer is offering. <laughs> it's like literally an offering. Something you hear resonates, something you don't, and that's beautiful. Um, but what's lovely here, again, is what I feel Philip is inviting is this, and it's so difficult when we're activated. Again, I'm going to use this word activated in the pain body, because the pain body, the... the the density, the judgment, the expectations, the conditions, the blame, the shame, it's stubborn. It's stubborn, as you said. <laughs> Horses off again. <laughs> Horses with us 100% today. Stubborn. <laughs> stubborn. Lord, is that stubborn. Right, and this is what I work with mostly, with those that really, when you can out the stubbornness, when you can out the pain body in this way, as, you, as you're describing as well, and you can go, hey, you know, what's mine right now? What, can, what little action can I do? But the key is that when we're in these dense um, uh, thought forms, these dense uh, emotions, these depressed states of being, because again, Jeff Foster, you know, rewires, reframes the whole word depressed to deep rest. Which is also surrender. Which is also surrender. Because resting means not acting for a while and just letting things be as Exactly. Exactly. And that's what you're pointing to, right? It's like, just chill out, take a pause, stop what you're doing. It's not working, stop, yeah? Take pause, and you use the word surrender, um, active surrender, I like that. And that, when I heard that, I heard uh, acceptance, and you might, not, you might not enjoy, you might not be supercharged by what's happening for you right now, but you know what, if you just... Pr- Allowing a little bit of that active surrender, a little bit of that acceptance, and just see what happens. Let go of that control a little. And the, the, the prayer that came up, or that was the serenity prayer, no? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I God, God grant me serenity to change what I can change, accept what I cannot, and wisdom to know the difference. Love it. Yeah? And if you just, so if you, yeah, if you just take that little serenity prayer, moment to moment, like what can start I start every day with that? Huh? Yeah. it's just like, wow. Yeah, and that's what you're pointing to, no? That's that's what came through the whole time in that little share then, because that's like, what can I change right now? Yeah, I can change this. I can change that. Okay, I can do this little step, as you said. I can, I can do this, mm. and then that plugs into what is termed the morphogenic field, or unified field, or the, you know, the the uh, the, the vibration, as you said, the ripple effect, the, the everything that we project into this quantum cosmic soup, if you want to term it that, has has an impact on the whole. Yes, and that's why the little things are the big things. Mm. That's why in permaculture they say. Think local, sorry, act local, think global. Exactly. They don't say think global and try to change, like you said, the rainforest right now. It's like think global. That's the, that's the outer uh, expression of all of these little actions. So what can mm. I do today to think locally and feel locally? 
I can pick up those five things. I can plant my little garden over there. Yeah. I, can, I can embody a little bit of uh, non-violent communication. I can say sorry. I can say sorry. Yeah. I can say sorry. Ah, this is beautiful. You know, <laughs> you know where I'm going. I think you know where I'm going. Of course. <laughs> oh, I love the dance, no? All right, wonderful beings. Let's, uh, let, let us drop into... Uh, yeah. As I say the word sorry, um, something beautiful drops into my being. And uh, this weaves again into, of course, this connection with my brother Phil here today. So, uh, as you heard, or you... You may have heard, or you didn't, that Philip is a musician, Philip Shine, among many things. And we are the divine beings, but we have these different, you know, titles of things that we offer from our divinity. And one of the things that Phil, Philip offers is his beautiful music, which has been for me, all of them have been transformational and medicine for me. All of them have been medicine for me. Um, and he's evolved. You've evolved with your music over the years. And a song that just came through actually links into what I just said. And, I, and I'm, I'm happy that it's coming into this podcast because, yeah, we never know what's going to happen in the podcast, but it wants to come through. And it's beautiful because it's about to be released soon as well. It's a new song. And so I'd love us to talk about that if you're happy. Mm. It's a kind of weaving down of, of today's conversation, unless you feel something else. But I'd love us just to talk about forgiveness and... Um, yeah, the the ability to say sorry. Mm. Um, <laughs> and we've got some of my horses and emotional release happening in the background. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe even also what's like, this is a little, just before I would love to speak about the Please. song. Yeah. And just to weave also in, like in the background, I don't know actually whether you guys can hear that, but um, yeah, it's people doing a bioenergetic shaking and some emotional release the horse is with us we're full on here today and medieval times <laughs> again we have this horse cart going by all the time which is super lovely and to to before we make the switch two things Please. also like community which we're we've have experienced living as a community here these past three months and also we were speaking about this serenity prayer and just like um, being in the surrender and also community and that doesn't necessarily have to be a group of people that you're living with all the time but it can be your family or close friends your soul family or circles that you meet up whatever being with other people helps us to sharpen our perspective on what it is that we can change and expanding there and also helps us to collectively surrender to some of the things that we cannot change. And I find that really beautiful because also the pain body, as you beautifully speak about, can hijack the surrender part. If we're, if we're only by ourselves, it's like, yeah, well, I'm doing everything that I can all the time and I'm also surrendering to everything that I can change all the time, but still nothing's working and all this kind of thing. So community especially when it is a community based on truth which is i don't want to say it's very rare but it's not the most common thing in our world even if you get together with other people we usually dance around speaking the truth about hey you're my friend 
and is it okay if I can serve you by reflecting something back to you that is my truth or not, that I'm speaking, that might be a bit uncomfortable for you to hear, but it might be the truth that actually helps you to set yourself free. And usually some of the profound truths are uncomfortable to hear in the first place, but it's just like medicine sometimes is an uncomfortable process, but still we want to go through it because otherwise we're just staying in the illness, asleepness, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So this is something that I want to point out. And also... And this ease, actually. This, this ease. ease. Beautiful. Yeah. 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 And also some resource that I want to point out to people that actually also links to the two of us because um, you've been recommending this book to me and it was profound for me. It is still profound. It is a game changer. Also of how to perceive life and the role that we're all, each and every single one of us is playing in this world, in this life right now is the reframe of activism, which are beautiful. He's uh, actually a, a real friend, personal friend of yours, and somebody that um, I also admire and just I'm super grateful for. He's our beautiful um, teacher and guy, Charles Eisenstein, who one of his books is called The More Beautiful Worlds Our Hearts Know Is Possible. Mm -hmm. And the subtitle of that is Sacred Activism. Mm -hmm. So I really also want to bring that book in and also want to say thank you for recommending that to me, which after the retreat, this is the book that I took away and that I deeply studied and embodied and I keep revisiting because being stuck in the physical, material way of activism of exactly what we've been speaking about um, discourages us from doing what we can do today and from realizing the, the really, really big scope of all of these little actions. So this I wanted to bring in. And totally everything that we've been speaking about also links to what we would be maybe speak about now, which is this song that's been coming through recently that also, and I've been sharing with everybody here in this community experience recently that how I have been received as a musician and how I have been perceived as well was extremely healing and powerful and potent for me because being held in this role of being a musician and being a person that can bring healing and wisdom and joy and presence through music has helped me to step into that role deeper and has also given me permission to give space to that and and this has helped in bringing forth some of the songs that came through in this time that we spent together one of them is this um, song that just recently came through and that I'm working on recording and releasing um, right now and and soon um, that is about forgiveness and also this technology, forgiveness technology that it works with, these four mantras, it's a, it's a Hawaiian practice, the Ho'oponopono prayer, which also brings together four very simple phrases, but even the origin story of this is an example of how seemingly small acts of sincerity done with intention and with 
a pure heart of wanting to heal, wanting to contribute, wanting to clear even things in the past that I cannot physically access anymore. But bringing them to awareness, feeling the associated emotions now, even this whole story of the Ho'oponopono prayer is an example of our seemingly small actions impacting this field even beyond time, even into the future and into the past of accessing this energy field and actually being able to clear things that have already happened maybe years ago, but of clearing them energetically now and also clearing the path for the future mm. through that. Yeah. Yeah, actually it's timeless. That's what we're playing with. We're playing with the the real field of, of energetic rewiring. Yeah, we're rewiring the data in the mainframe with those four mantras. And, and, and through the repetition of that, as we spoke the other day in the kitchen around mantras anyway, is that they are a technology. I love that you used that word, and I know you have done before. They are a technology to rewire the... The, the energetic the energetic beings that we are that we are we are transmitters and receivers we're receiving energy into our DNA and uh, as in India they call it the samskaras <clears throat> those parts that we're holding on to those energetic wounds that we're holding on to and constantly reliving out and with this prayer uh, with this mantras we're doing exactly what you just said and that, that and, and that for me is really the, the the intention and potency of what music as medicine has and holds because it's vibrational uh, vibrational frequencies that are literally rewiring us and that's what we've been doing over the years that's what that's the whole process whether it be through meditation music through shaking through bioenergetic shaking as you said but all of it is we are we are we are consciously as sovereign beings taking full responsibility for the nature of our experience experience and we are rewiring the, the, the mainframe. And that's why, as Darpana, a beautiful inspiration, also talks about, is that we are birthing a new being, a new man, a new human, a new divine being, utterly discontinuous from the past. Tingles. That's, the, that's why we're being what we're being and showing up in the way that we're showing up. With that potential, that is possible. It's not just a concept, not just a theory. It's like, a, and then we're being given the technologies to do that, the, 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 the new technologies of manifestation, the new technologies of rewiring. And actually, I would even go as far as saying they're not new. Actually, they're just they're just there ancient because they're ancient, timeless, right? They're timeless technologies that we're actually being able to receive now that we that we were not even able to have access to, or not to even and have also, the awareness of that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And. Even, you know, like whichever version of history you might believe in, it's like they've been also purposely hidden exactly. of humanity yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And we're kind of rediscovering yeah. and re-integrating um, that. Right. Yeah. Because it gives us empowerment. And then when we have that empowerment, we realize we're gods in the flesh because we're taking full responsibility for that. We're not, we're not playing the, the victim. We're playing the hero. We're moving from victim to hero. And then in that, we're shining bright. Right? 
We're shining bright, which is what Philip Shine is all about. We shine bright. And we have to die in order to rise and shine. Die, rise and shine, which is also... Don't get me going now, I'll get off a roll, but Philip and I did a, an event on this called Die and Rise, and there will be more coming as well. And it's like, that is the process. So let's, okay, I, I feel we're coming to a close, but it's so beautiful, it's so rich, I feel so inspired by the, the dance that we're sharing. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's just say that that song is really a, a, a song of forgiveness, but it's I'm sorry. It's a song of, of owning our sorry for all that's happened um, and what's, what's been, what's mm. been, as you said. Mm. And it's a please forgive me. Um, thank you as tapping us into gratitude. And, and I love you. You know, it's like, it's so, it's so simple you know, and so powerful. Mm. Yeah. So simple, and I love, you know, one thing that I've, I've picked up from you over the years and that I also love to use and keep referencing yourself to is like simplicity is divinity, which is totally something that I, I also love and, and see more and more. The divine is simple, which doesn't mean that it's not complex at the same time and it's not profound at the same time, but it, it is simple and profound at the same time, which is mm. beautiful. And, and also, although it's simple, like to use these words is simple, but we know sometimes to really say I'm sorry and to really mean it. Yeah, to mean it, to mean it. Is everything else than simple sometimes? Is everything else than easy sometimes? Right. Especially if a right. part of us wants to hold on right. of like, no, I'm right, I, I didn't make a mistake, right. all these kind of things. And also even, and I mean, We're, we can speak about this rather lightly, but this prayer and these forgiveness rituals are also being held between tribes that killed the children of the other tribes, for example. And like in some cases to truly forgive and to truly come to a point of like in the totality of your life circumstances, if I would be there, I might have done the same way, which is true forgiveness, to see true compassion. Full empathy. Mm -hmm. And to truly forgive and to truly let go of holding on to, yeah, but I'm entitled to this rage and this anger. And like, to truly forgive is also often everything else than easy. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and that, uh, can I speak to that? Of course. Yeah, so what's lovely when you say that is that in that uneasiness, in that, in that it's so hard, what's coming up for me is like, that's also why it's such a noble act mm. because it really isn't easy, but we in ourselves, there's a deep knowing that in order to forgive, yeah, I'm... I'm actually forgiving, right? Forgiving. It's forgiving. Mm. I'm giving. I'm giving myself, right, over to all of these, um, you know, as you said, the empathy, the compassion. I'm, I'm giving myself to that. And, and what often happens with forgiveness, there's this understanding that comes up that I'm somehow letting you or the person, the perpetrator off the hook, or I'm somehow weak or less than because I'm forgiving. Mm. No. Based on what you just described, you're actually very, very powerful, very courageous, very brave, 
you're far from weak. You're far from the, 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 the victim in that state of forgiveness. You are, you are the hero in that. And, and there's no like, you're not getting walked over again. You're not getting abused again. You're not gonna get trampled on because you've stepped into forgiveness. The strength required to step into forgiveness highlights and proves you will never, that will never happen to you again. True. Oh. takes a very, very strong being to truly forgive. Yeah, it's easier to resent. Mm. It's easier to blame. Mm. It's easier to stay in that pain body victim that you've had it so bad and it's all against you. It's easy to stay there because it's familiar. It feels safe. There's some sort of uh, joy derived from there, right? But to do what we've said today on many different different ways that we've shared this, this kind of same invitation, similar invitation, is that that, that path, that, that courageous path of saying, no, what would love do now? Mm. What would love do now? Mm. That, 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 that requires, that requires a, a, a bravery, a, a courage, the fire of the heart, courage. Totally. Yeah. And I also want to just mention like all of what we're speaking about, all of these are highly nuanced conversations and we can never, we can never say, and I think this is not what we're trying to do. Like, you know, this is the way and this is how to do it and everything. And also, for example, with forgiveness, it doesn't mean that there's not like that people in certain situations shouldn't be held accountable for their actions. And of course, it's, it's, it's always, Nuance, it's always multi-layered, but yeah, in general and especially um, forgiveness is really the, the strong person is the one that's able to forgive because it's like as if you would be standing on somebody's chest after you've defeated them, you know, and you could be just standing up there and just like l let him be with the face in the dirt or you could just be like get up you know like it's okay we can speak about it we can reconciliate we can hopefully learn from everything that happened and also there's this big piece about empathy in the way of like again this thing of like it's very hard sometimes to even imagine but we have no idea how other people grew up, what trauma they're carrying, right. what experiences they're carrying, even how their perception of the world is and even how deluded they might be or how deluded I might be. And it's just like, I can, I have to believe in, and it's also, this is even a, a logical analytical way to also speak about it. Like your life in this moment, your the totality of your circumstances in your life right now must be vastly different from mine. And that's how also we can get to this point of like, it, it, because it's a beautiful closing because it comes back to just everything that's happening in our life is happening by the grace of God, as I sometimes call it, just like I only am here because of billion things that happened in my life, a billion gifts 
that I received that enable me to be here. I'm totally at the mercy of life even now like because something's beating my heart and I don't even know what that is. Mm. And that also helps me to get off my high horse sometimes and like, oh, what you did is wrong and how can you? And like, you're such a bad person. Oh, that's sometimes the thing of like, we, we get into this judging mode. And just being like, I don't know your story. I don't know everything that happened in your life. I don't know the traumas and all of the weight and the baggage that you're carrying. And in the totality of your circumstances, of your life story, I might have done the same. Which helps me to acknowledge, to accept, to feel empathy, and also then to forgive. Mm. And the beautiful thing is like, if I resist the forgiving, this thing still has a strangle on me as well. Exactly. And I set myself free yeah. by forgiving. Yeah, exactly. And this is a key point. You said at the beginning, you said it's, it's not to say that people uh, shouldn't be held accountable for their um, actions, right? And this kind of weaves in, we're coming to a close, but it weaves into also what's going on in the world right now, no? Mm. We're 2022. The world's going for a huge shift. We're seeing tyrannical, um, uh, governmental uh, domination, manipulation that has been here for eons. And we're seeing that highlighted now mm-hmm. in, in HD, like no, never before. And we're seeing this, uh, yeah, just cunning, sly, that has always been happening, but it, it's, it's kind of like blatantly, even more blatant than ever before because the, the awareness is shifting for many. So we're, we're through the internet and so on. We're seeing like, wow, this tyrannical behavior, this, um, you know, warlike behavior, this uh, abuse, this domination, this manipulation, this, um, this devious uh, communication, this violent communication, this, this separation. Mm-hmm. This, you know, we're seeing the heightened uh, uh, behaviors of a collective pain body. That's what we're seeing. So everything we said today, Everything we said today, you can now take everything we shared and then zoom out and witness the collective vibration of so much we're seeing. Not, not across the whole board, but so much we're seeing in the mainstream media and the mainframe of what's going on in this so-called you know, great reset of trying to help the world become you know, better, right? right? In that... We're seeing a lot of actions and certain key figures that I, I, I personally, I speak for myself, look at them and go, whoa, whoa, Whew. this is a big one. To bring like full loving awareness and, and acceptance of these behaviors, to forgive them, you know. Wait there, lots of people have just died at the, at the, at the result of your actions. Woo, that's a big one. And then you said, oh, how, do they, how are they accountable for their actions and then what came up for me is everything you just described as we forgive them for they know not what they do mm. right as we forgive them and I know that's a you know that's a religious uh, 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 terminology but it's so potent because as we forgive them for they know not what they do what happens is we take away the power that they have over us and then what happens is their power is no longer able to hold us which means they have to face the result of their actions 
because there's no other way because we're not enabling them to uphold the projection of who they think they are based on the way that they're acting and we're responding and giving them life we're like sorry you need to face who you really are so in the forgiveness we not only claim back the power we enable them to face what they need to face and that is their retribution that is them having to um, uh, be held accountable they hold themselves accountable Whoa, mm. you feel that? Mm. And in that, life will unfold in the way that is necessary. So I don't know if that lands for you as much as it does for me, but that, that really brings in even a deeper power of not condemning and, and blaming and saying, just hang them, they're all wrong. But everything you brought in with the empathy and the compassion of what they've been through, we don't, we don't, we don't forgive them so they suffer. We forgive them so that not only we're free, that they're free too. Because that's not how they truly, deep in their souls, yearning, want to be. And mm. some will listen to this and say, no, they're just psychopaths. Some of them are just built like that. They don't have a range. And that's, there's some elements of truth to that. But Again, the, nuance. Yeah, yeah, it's very nuanced, right? And we can't cover it all in just this last uh, five minutes. But the point is, is that w- what I'm feeling right now in this moment is that the, the ability through that to come back into our sovereign power. And then from that sovereign power, we take full responsibility for the nature of our experience. Mm. So we then make certain key choices that are aligned to not upholding certain structures and systems that clearly are not for the people, Mm. are clearly not coming from a foundation of love and uh, unity and joy and exuberance and aliveness and co-creation and non-violent communication, you know, that, that's the, the flip. Mm. So we've been on a dance. Beautiful. Feels, yeah, feels like a beautiful circle for today. Yeah. 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 And I can see like also the way my voice transforms when we go into this, this last part, because it's, as Phil says, it's nuanced, yeah, it's deep. Um, 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 Micro, macro. You know, what's going on out there right now is deep and dense for many of our brothers and sisters. Regardless of what even is going on in the main narrative on the collective, or one of the narratives. But just, this is the journey, no? This is the journey of knowing thyself that we spoke about today. This is the, the journey inward to go within or go without. And this is the courageous path of asking those bigger questions of who am I, what am I, why am I here? And how do I want to co- contribute? How do I want to show up? So, you know, love tells us that we are everything and wisdom tells us we know nothing. Mm. Very important. Yeah, and so as Phil said, we're not here today 
to tell you how it is or how you should do or be. We're inviting the inquiry, the invitation and the deeper questioning of who are you? And if we could invite you to die a little more and shine a little more, what would that look like? How would that feel? How would you show up? What behaviors would change? What actions would change? What habits would you stop today? So I really, I really hope that you've enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much, Brother Phil. Thank you, brother. It was beautiful to go on this journey. I totally lost track of time. And um, thank you. Thank you also for everything that you do. Thank you for being this beautiful beam of light in this world. Thank you for our friendship. May it continue to blossom and grow. And thank you for creating this space for us to come together here in this form. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Many times I've had tingles, uh, which are called goosebumps for some people, but tingles of truth permeated my being today. I'd love to hear from you if you've been inspired by this. You can follow the links underneath to check in with Philip Shine on his Telegram channel, any of his other channels. I put the links underneath. And yeah... Yeah, just please, if this has inspired you as well, share it forward. Share it forward. Maybe it is that little, that little support that one of your friends, family or community uh, needs today. Mm. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Simon Transparently. This podcast is a call to action, a call into sovereignty, a call to speak our truth and love ourselves fiercely, and for us all to rise up together as love. If you are resonating with my offerings, you can support me by becoming a patron, for which I would be deeply grateful. And you can access more of my content at simontransparently.com. You can also join our online community at thebelovetribe.com. This is where we get to be a little bit more intimate, share our gifts and practice what it means to be love. This is our time to rise.